on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Goldschmidt winning the pitch. Lining one into right center field. Jackie Bradley Jr. is there. And this one is over. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. What a performance by Adrian Hauser. Wow. Complete game, nine innings, three hits, no walks, seven strikeouts. Throws exactly 100 pitches, and he pitches the Brewers to a 4 nothing win over the Cardinals to even up the series at a game apiece. Welcome into Brewers Externings. My name is Matt Pauley. Craig Kishon from Valley Sports Wisconsin will be uh, joining us momentarily. Have you for about the next hour and 14 minutes as we'll take you to 10.30 tonight. If you want to join us, multiple ways to get connected with the program. You can call or you can text into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Uh, here's what I'd like to hear from you today. Uh, tell me what you think about, uh, describe in your words Adrian Hauser's performance, what it what you uh, what you think of? Maybe it brings something up that you think of. Maybe you just thought it was uh, remarkable. Maybe you thought it was you know whatever you want to say. Just kind of that that first thing that's on the top of your head right now when it comes to what uh, what Adrian Hauser did tonight for the Brewers. Would love to hear it. You can call. You can text again. The Acunet Mortgage eight five five six one six one six twenty eight five five six one six one six twenty. Or you can uh, tweet at me if you'd like at Matt Pauley on air M A T T. P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. I kind of chuckle. I, 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 I chuckle at, at myself, bluntly, because, uh, yes, you know, we, we've had this conversation a lot because we're looking ahead to the postseason, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, everything that happens for the Brewers, I think we put it through, through the filter of how this impacts a, a potential postseason run. And we get the question all the time, and I got no problem going back and answering it multiple times. It's a, it's a fun thing to have. Like we all know who the top three starters are going to be in the postseason. Who's that fourth starter going to be? Well, as the season has gone along, at times it has felt like maybe Eric Lauer. And in fact, yesterday, I, I said on this very show yesterday, if the, if the postseason was beginning at this moment, Eric Lauer would probably be your fourth starter in those situations where maybe you need a fourth starter. There's been times this year where Brett Anderson, as a lefty, as a veteran, as a guy who gives you a different look, he kind of felt like, okay, if the Brewers are going to use a fourth starter in the postseason, Anderson's going to be the guy. But And I said this yesterday. You look at the guy of the next three, or you know, if you include Ashby in there, of the next four, the guy who's having the best season, the guy who has been most consistent, the guy who's pitched at the highest level of all those pitchers for most of the season is Adrian Hauser. And we spend so much time talking about the top three, and rightfully so. There's no reason not to talk about that group of Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta. But think about the profile and think of what Adrian Hauser has been able to do this season. He's got a 3-4-1 ERA, which is a solid ERA, under 3-5. That's very good. And he is the author of two of the most dominating pitching performances this year by any Brewer starter, including those top three. He had the game where he had the no-hitter going, and he ended up uh, getting uh, pulled out. And then he has this one tonight. And 
it was uh, this was a special performance. This was a special performance tonight from Hauser. How special? It is the first complete game, just first complete game by a Brewer since Jimmy Nelson threw one against the Padres in June of 2017. And it is the first complete game shutout since Kyle Loesch threw one at Cincinnati in September of 2014. That is something. It has been a while. A special performance to be sure tonight from Adrian Hauser. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, the Yankee Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauly on air. Let's go to the phones. Bob is in Cedarburg. Hey, Bob, you're on WTMJ. Thank you. I was at the game tonight. I thought Hauser looked extremely – I mean, he looked crisp. He really sharp. My question is, do you think that he can do uh, be used both as a starter and as a uh, middle-to-long reliever in the playoffs? Yeah, I think that's a possibility, and I appreciate the phone call. So, yeah, I think that maybe plays out in the divisional series more than anything. You probably aren't going to have him slated as a bullpen guy in the championship series if you get that far, or the World Series if you get that far, because if you've got him slated in as your number four starter, you probably don't want to, you know, kind of mess with his rhythm by having him being used as a relief pitcher. And you still have roster limitations, but as far as the divisional series and the thing he's got, his his sinker, his sinking fastball, is it, recently uh, Major League Baseball uh, or MLB.com. Uh, there was a story recently at MLB.com that ranked the best pitches uh, of uh, across baseball. So like the individual pitches that were thrown, and I forget where where it was ranked. I think it was ranked in the top ten, if I remember correctly. Hauser's sinking fastball, Hauser's sinker, was ranked as one of the best pitches in baseball. So that's a weapon that you have. If you've got a situation where you really need a ground ball, Hauser is the guy that can get you that. Um, I don't think you sit there and say you're going to make him a a reliever exclusively in the postseason just because he's got the weapon of being a guy who can go get a ground ball when you really need it. But maybe you do. You you adjust things differently in the postseason, that's for sure. And there could be moments where that is a big-time weapon uh, if – when, when the Brewers are just using the three starters, and I think that's how it would be in the divisional series, yeah, there's a good chance we see him in the bullpen. But uh, if he pitches, not he doesn't have to pitch like he did tonight, but if he pitches, he's got a 3-4 ERA. If he pitches to a 3-4 ERA to, uh, for the final three weeks of the season, it's really hard to not look at the body of work that he's put together and not say that this is somebody who is uh, going to be part uh, of, of that rotation in a more extended seven-game series. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You could tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. Swing and a drive to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and way gone for Luis Arias. And the Brewers have the lead in the opening inning on his 19th long ball of the year. 4-0. Brewers get the win over the Cardinals, even up the series. The story of the night, clearly, Adrian Hauser. Throws a complete game shutout. Three hits, seven strikeouts, no walks. I'm Matt Pauley. Craig Kishon from Valley Sports Wisconsin uh, has arrived as well. And uh, there's a lot of 
lot of adjectives in the uh, in the English language, and we can use a whole bunch of them to describe uh, how good Hauser was tonight. Uh, I start with brilliant. I don't even know if that's an adjective or what what anything is in the in, in, in English language these days. Other than that, was fun to watch. Um, it was uh, uh, dominant. It was superb. It was just. Uh, I mean, he he's tossing things tonight that we haven't seen in a long, long time yeah. here, and I don't think a lot of us expected to see it from him necessarily. Considering there are three All Star starting pitchers on the staff who have flirted with no hitters and and all that kind of stuff, uh, but this was fun to watch. This was a, a pitcher who was in complete control from the minute he stepped on the mound. Let's go to Mark in Milwaukee, who's given us a call. Hey, Mark, thanks for holding. You're on WTMJ. Well, hello there, Matt. Uh, a whole bunch of things here happened tonight. First off, I got to say real fast, did you see a Rowdy on that double play pickup that should have been an error, and he picked it up? That man can play some first base. Now, I want you to address that in a little bit. Right now, what I'm getting at is I'm looking at a pitcher pitching tonight that I haven't seen our manager let a man pitch a full game like that. And I was so happy because the man was pitching. He was dealing it. He couldn't He couldn't pitch better than what he pitched tonight. Everything was in the ground. He had a couple high balls later on that they brought to the outfield, but they were out at the end of the game. Now, a couple years back, what happened was, we were letting guys pitch six innings, maybe into the early seventh, and no matter how good they were pitching, they take them out. And this would be Craig Council. But now lately, I've been seeing this year, he's been letting these guys pitch, and they've been pitching good. And now tonight, he let a man finish a game that really deserved to finish it. So what I'm saying is, it was a great performance. I was happy to see it. This is the old way that we used to do things years ago, you know, in baseball. But they haven't been doing that too much lately. What do you think about this now? Yeah, Mark, appreciate the uh, appreciate the phone call. To me, it's all about pitch count. That that's you know, we can go back to that no hitter that Hauser was throwing uh, back in early July when he threw the uh, or when was that? That was uh, the no hitter was actually in excuse me early August on August third against Pittsburgh. The year just runs together on me, uh, and he was at 104 pitches through six and a third. That's why he got taken out of that game. He was so economical in his pitches tonight. Going into the eighth inning, he was right around 80. Going into the ninth inning, he was right around 90. There's never a question. There's never now. What would have Craig Council done if he was through eight innings and he would have been at 100 pitches today? That That's the question, and I don't know. I, I feel like you probably would have seen the bullpen at that point. I don't think, you know, especially with the postseason right around the corner, you're probably not – because you do that, you know that you might be asking your starter to go 110, 115 to get through the ninth, and that's not worth it. But Adrian Hauser put himself in position to throw a complete game because of he didn't walk anybody, and he threw a lot of first-pitch strikes. Yeah, 25 of 29 first-pitch strikes. I mean, that that's going to get you far, that's for sure. Um, and, and I agree with everything you said. Because that's what it takes to to get through nine innings if you're if you're starting the ball game and finishing. Uh, I, I think the other thing in Adrian's case too, which you know uh, Mark, our last caller, brought up, 
Um, and, and Craig Council freely admitted during his uh, post-game presser here today, you know, some of not being able to go deep in games, he goes, you can blame me for that. Not me, but mm-hmm. himself, uh, because he's got he's to keep an eye on the team and what's best for the team and, and what's best for the player and how they're developing. So, But he also had a four-run lead at that point, and there, were, there was never really a, a serious threat on the bases. I don't think anybody got in scoring position. In fact, no one was even in scoring position. He only gave up the three singles and, as you mentioned, no walks. Yeah. So that, that, that gets you to where he, to what he accomplished here tonight. Absolutely. And you, you give him a whole lot of credit for what he was uh, able to do. I, I think the first pitch strike thing, that's, that's key number one. And no walks is probably key 1B. But uh, the fact that he was throwing so many first pitch strikes, and it really felt like as the game went along – the Cardinals started to realize, okay, we can't take strike one anymore because that first pitch that's coming out of his hand, it's going to be a strike. So all of a sudden, you almost changed the mindset of the Cardinals where they had to be more aggressive early in the counts, and that also contributes to his low pitch count. Yeah, and the other thing that, you know, his sinker is his signature pitch right yeah. now. And and I, if my memory serves me right, we, we did a uh, – ran the numbers out of those – uh, 25 first pitch strikes, and I think 19 of those were sinkers. Now hmm. think about that. Think about that. Those, those are those are tough. Like you said, hey, we can't keep watching them go by anymore. But are you are you going to keep swinging at that or or attempt to swing at that if you don't think it's in the zone? Well, it's also it was the definition of you knew exactly what was coming your way because Hauser throws 100 pitches today. 71 of them were the sinker. Yeah. 71 of his 100 pitches were the sinker. And oh yeah, by the way, he throws 55 of them for strikes. That's 77%. Um, and he even got some swings and misses on it. And that's not a swing and miss pitch, but he got 18, uh, no, he got six swing and miss, uh, swings and misses. So uh, about 20% of the time that they were swinging, they, they came up empty. Again, that's not a pitch that's meant to draw a uh, whiff. That's that's a pitch that's meant to draw contact, and that's exactly what he did today. That sinker was remarkable. And then the seven strikeouts all on fastballs tonight. So there, there's your mix of uh, perfection for him. Yeah. So just the uh, just the occasional, the occasional two strike fastball getting in there and able to do what he what he did. And yeah. So uh, his his pitch mix: seventy one sinkers, twelve curves. Eight four-seam fastballs, five change-ups. Amazing stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, uh, he went out and, and did what he does best. And um, just to be in control, uh, those first pitch strikes, it's, you know, it's like getting that, it's like being the igniter out there and, and being in control of what's happening in the game. It, it's it, The ball's in his hands, and tonight he took major, major, major advantage of it. Got a, a tweet from uh, Erica. Says, Hauser definitely had the force with him tonight. We were at the game, and it was unbelievable. It was Star Wars night tonight, so that was... Yes, indeed. By the way, kudos to everybody with the Brewers on their presentation. The fact that they had every single headshot of Cardinals as a stormtrooper, so you didn't even see their face, but every single Cardinal headshot today was that of a stormtrooper. That is classic. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. They're creative here. They are. <laughs> that is for sure. I'm not a Star Wars guy at all, but I thought that was really funny that they did that where all the Cardinals' headshots were the same and it was just a stormtrooper. 
There are a lot of themes that go on here, and, and our, our crew here does a, a great job of uh, what we call fan entertainment. It's called the in-house stadium entertainment. They do a great job. They, they, they absolutely do. All right, Brewers get the win for nothing. Adrian Hauser had, uh, had a career night. He'd never gone more than seven in his career. I, I, I know he gave up three hits. I think it's pretty easy to say this is an even better performance than when he took a no-hitter into the seventh inning. This is, uh, this is something. Well, it, it felt... So the to me the the no hitter that he took in uh, to that game that you're talking about, I really don't think a lot of us thought that he was going to be in position to finish it out anyway. Um, and and they had already made the decision and and told him what the scenario was going to be back in that game. Yeah. If I remember right, if he got if either of the first two batters reached, um, he was going to be done. And I, and I think once you know that. I I don't think that becomes as special because you know you're not going to finish it off. And but five walks. Yeah, five walks. Five walks. Uh, and and tonight, no walks, three singles. <laughs> yeah. Nobody reaches second base. Um, and and you have seven seven strikeouts as well without the walks. So it was it was pretty cool. And you, you go back to 2014, the last time a Whew. complete game shutout. Are you kidding me? Kyle Loesch. Unbelievable. Yeah, and Jimmy Nelson, the last one to even go a complete game. And that was 2017. Yeah. We're in 2021, my right. friend. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 855-616-1620, the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We've got some calls on hold. I've done a horrible job getting to text messages, so we'll start reading those coming up in just a bit as well. Back with more in a moment on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. The pitch. Rowdy lines one to the gap in right center. Base out. Sending Lorenzo Kane to third. The throw. Get down, Lorenzo. And that one bounces past Nolan Arenado and into the St. Louis dugout. It should send Lorenzo Kane home, and it will. Nice work by Evan with the uh, the. The music from love Star it. Wars. Love it. Are you a Star Wars guy? Um, no, no. I think I saw the first one. <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember. It was so long ago. I saw the the original three, and then I think I saw the first one when they started re you know making new ones again. See, and this is it. what happens to me when when you start putting the first and second and third ones out, and then you start saying that that they're really in reverse order the further you go, and that that like confuses okay. me. Doesn't take I, much to confuse I, me. So. I had to see Godfather uh, in uh, in chronological order in an eight hour uh, movie on a VCR. That's how old I am. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's grab a few uh, text messages here. Mike in Colorado says, "Could Adrian Hauser have pitched and completed the most important game of the Brewers' season after last night's embarrassment? What a great game from beginning to end! I'm so very glad for Hauser." He hitched himself onto the terrific trio train heading into the playoffs. I like that. Good alliteration. I like that part of your text, Mike. Uh, bluntly, I don't like the first part of it. This uh, this was not the most important game of the season. The Brewers, none of these games the rest of the way as far as I'm concerned. Look, the Brewers at this point just need to accumulate as many wins as they possibly can so they can go ahead and lock in the division. But the individual importance of any of these games, at least from my perspective, eh. I think the way I look at it, Matt, is um, who they're playing right now. And we talked about this last night. They do have a, 
on paper, they have a tough schedule, which means you have quality opponents. And so you don't want to get hammered 15-4 to four and give up six home runs with your pitching staff is, is what happened yesterday. You want games like this. You want to shut out Arenado. You want to shut out Goldschmidt. You want to shut out uh, certain St. Louis Cardinals that have uh, defeated you before. You know this team's got their own playoff uh, implications on the line. So you're play, playing a quality opponent, and you're you're pitching this well, like Adrian Hauser was able to do tonight. That's how I'm looking at these. I, you know, I, people. You know, some people in the last couple of weeks, oh, they've gone on two or three game losing streaks. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. They're battling injuries right now. Right now, they're trying to stay healthy. Adamus yeah. left the game today. He's probably not going to play tomorrow. May not play Monday. He may go back on the injured list. That's not what you want to see right now. So they're fighting through a lot of things. Got Joe in Bristol says, uh, I get the Brewers games on the radio, but would have loved to have been there tonight. Complete game shutout for Hauser. Wow. Um, so uh, Jerry in Bayview says, real baseball return tonight. A complete game. Exciting. Uh, let's see. Let's keep going. Guess it was uh, fake baseball before I, that. I, or at least last <laughs> night. Last night. I, I, under, I, think he was, I think it was comparing to last night's. Uh, from the uh, Christopher in Rockford, Illinois. Hauser's performance was Sheets-esque. Mitch and Sturgeon Bay, what a completely impressive and economical outing from their number four starter. Do you think Council would have extended Woodruff, Burns, or a healthy Peralta that long, or is he looking more long-range with them? Yeah, so if if Brandon Woodruff, if Corbin Burns, maybe not Peralta. Peralta's the one guy that they're, I think they're going to be super careful with here the rest of the way. But if Brandon Woodruff or Corbin Burns are 90 pitches through eight innings, they're coming out for the ninth. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? We could see it as soon as tomorrow when Burns is out right. there. Can, I I don't think that – I think of Burns more than Woodruff on this. I, I, you're not taking Corbin Burns out of a game <laughs> when he's no. at, in 90 pitches uh-uh. through eight innings. It's nope. just – it's not happening. Ain't happening. Doug text in. Now, that was impressive. Complete game shutout. That's like a dinosaur these days. Maybe I'm jumping the gun, but would you consider moving him to the third spot in the rotation for the playoffs if Peralta has another bad outing? I think the cart's in front of the horse just a little bit there. Let's see what Peralta does. But we talked about it yesterday with Peralta. We're just in in this unknown territory right now where – you don't know how he's going to be as his innings is at a at a level that's never been. I, the, I'm really excited to see Peralta's next start because I want to see now that the rust comes off, that he comes off the injured list, what does he look like in that next start? Yeah, and especially after he said and Craig Council said yesterday and again today that everything is perfectly fine with him. It was just, you know, some rustiness. Uh, there, there's nothing physically they're worried about whatsoever. Those, those you just have to say, you know, believe what you hear. It's, it's coming from the most important people involved in this. So, yeah, I want to see him back out here. I think, I think the whole bottom line of what we saw tonight, if something happens to somebody, and I, I want to stress if because, you know, you just don't know these days, they, they just proved again how deep they are and how good they are with their depth. Let's go back to the phones. Doug is in Baraboo. Hey, Doug, you're on WTMJ. Uh, good evening, guys. Matt, you were asking about one word at the beginning of the show, what my thoughts were, and uh, unbelievable. We were at the game tonight, and uh, it, <laughs> my wife and I, and I'm telling her each each inning about the fifth inning, I said, you know, he's averaging just over 10 pitches per inning. Then we get in the sixth inning, the seventh inning. I said, this this is unbelievable. And the neat thing is we all sit on the third base side, and I, I know where you sit. You can't see the uh, the dugout, 
and and I'm watching uh, Council this whole time, and then and I'm watching you know if, if he's going to the phone, he's there going back and forth, get to the sixth, seventh inning. You know what are we going to do? And then I see uh, uh, you know Hater out there doing exercises. Well, maybe he's going to get uh, you know close to get warming up, and then he starts warming up. You know, in the in the, in the later innings, and I I told my wife, well, if he gets if if they get a run, he's he's gonna he's probably gonna take. Uh, you know they're going to take Hauser out probably. Uh, you know, and and, and uh, for Hater to ice it, and uh, it, it it was so much fun. I haven't seen a game like that in, in a long time. And uh, Hauser, and there was one. I think there was one time when he had like sixty or fifty nine strikes and seventeen balls. It was uh, it was unbelievable. What a, what a great game. Yeah, his appreciate the phone call, Doug. His final numbers on that one hundred pitches. I haven't a hundred. I've seen some say a hundred one. We offici- went with a hundred and one. The official box score has him at a hundred. Hmm. Interesting. So well, that's uh, official. Officially, he's at a hundred. I think you're right, though. I feel like I feel like the scoreboard said one hundred one. Okay, let me think this through real quick. So the hit that he gave up was pitch number ninety nine, um, and then his final out. Was how many at uh, the Paul Goldschmidt line out? What pitch? What uh, what count was that? This is fantastic radio, by the way, right now. As we it is because I can't out. help you. No, I'm gonna uh, let's see if I can figure this out here. Uh, but whether it's a hundred or a hundred and one, it really it, it really doesn't matter. Uh, but the bottom line is. 76 pitches on the 100 or 101, better than three quarters of the uh, of the uh, pitches being thrown for strikes. Um, no, that was the that was pitch number one. So that's a, it's a hundred. That's right. There you go. Yeah. All right. So that makes that official. Yeah. That that's right. I, I couldn't remember if that was the first pitch or not. To uh, unless they missed a pitch, which every once in a while that happens. I can bring up the video with your guys is the uh, Bally Sports. A uh, little bug here and see. No, first pitch. There it is. I'm looking at it. 100. So that was 99 before that. He was sitting yep. 99. He was sitting 99 before Goldschmidt. Got you. Yeah. Got you. I had asked the Brewers public relations. So I jinxed this, by the way. Everybody can blame me. Because you, you call the, the complete game with under 100 pitches. That's called the Maddox because that's right. something that Greg yep. Maddox did yep. uh, so well. Uh, I wanted to know when the last time a Brewer starter had a Maddox. So I asked that question going into the ninth inning, and then he got to 100. So I jinxed it. I'll raise my hand on that one. Dang, Nabbit. Did you ever get an answer, by the way? I did not. Like, I, I couldn't even begin to guess who that may have been unless you go back to... It could have been, like, the, the 80s, honestly. I would say 70s or 80s, yeah. somebody along that line. Yeah. Like, you know, Augie's, Augie's you know... Um, been in a lot of games, I'm sure, where it was just like, and uh, yeah. But nowadays, no. Max Freed did it right uh, for the Braves mm-hmm. not too long ago. Yeah, and Wainwright did it, I think. Maybe this he did year? it. Ah, maybe he did it. I don't know. But anyway, think about that. You yeah. know, and I and I was not thinking along that line. But that's that's a great great pickup on your part there. That's for sure. Yeah, so Even 100 is still I – mean, there's I mean, not a whole lot of difference between 99 and 100. Here's the thing. You get a 1, 2, 3 ninth instead of giving up the uh, the single with two outs, and, yeah. and you're there or if that, more than likely. Or if that hit, if there's a play on it, if it's, right. if it's hit at somebody, that's pitch 99. Right. And, and the game's over at yep. 99 pitches. So, yeah. Uh, text message from the 262. Hauser pitched awesome tonight. What they should have done last night was send Peralta to the minors for one game and start instead of uh, starting them. Maybe they would have won last night. First off, yesterday's loss doesn't matter. 
Like the losses, not. they just don't matter. Uh, and I'm not trying to be dismissive, but yeah, yeah, I am. They just don't matter. Uh, secondly, I don't want to, you, you want to have full control on Freddie Peralta right now. It didn't matter last night if he went one inning, two innings, five innings, eight innings. It didn't matter if he gave up one run or ten runs. It, none of this stuff mattered. What mattered was him going out on the mound, pitching, pitching pain-free, and the shoulder checking out okay afterwards. And I want Craig Council. I want Chris Hook. I want the, And this is not any disrespect to Rick Sweet at AAA, who is a fantastic manager. I worked with Rick. He's one of my favorite people in baseball. But you don't, you don't want Freddie Peralta starting any games at AAA right now. You want him doing everything on a major league mound. Well, and I, I think something that you know people have to understand there there's more and more and more of what we're seeing when guys go on the injured list and then and then come off and do it Freddie did because it's it's a 10-day injured list now it's not it's not 15 where you know if you're a pitcher you're missing probably up to three starts during that 15-day span um and and it's not the case anymore so I think the words you used have the team be in control of him is what you can do now with these uh, taking full advantage of the minimum, which is the 10-day injury. Right. Bree text in, says, simply amazing, maybe another great starter along with Burns and Woody. And what about our new catcher, too, next man up? Um, yeah, well, how about the, how about Luke uh, Maley being behind the plate for this one today? And uh, I thought I always um, – I love the reactions. I loved Craig Council's reaction in the dugout when it was completed. But I also, when that catch was made to finish off the game – uh, to see Hauser react the way he did, and to point at, at Maley, and for those guys, like that's a that's a really cool moment. And I promise you, for the rest of their lives, they're going to remember that Luke Maley, when he's seventy years old, is going to be telling the story of when he got to when he caught Adrian Hauser's complete game shutout. Uh, it was that that's a really cool moment, and Maley is he is such a good guy for this organization because you uh, he embraced maybe potentially playing at AAA this year. I remember talking to him before the season got started. He knew he would have some opportunities at the big league level, but coming off some injuries, he loved the idea of being able to kind of resurrect his career at AAA and then come up to the big leagues whenever he's needed. That's the type of veteran you need. You're ne- he's not going to embarrass himself. He's done a nice job at the plate. Obviously, the pitchers trust him. There's a lot of good things about having a Luke Maley. Yeah, the trust is uh, without question there. He would not be in the organization unless he was uh, an incredible positive influence and and a good uh, you know, good battery mate. I mean, let's face it. Uh, he called a great game tonight with uh, with Adrian Hauser on the hill, and and should get and does get a lot of credit for what happened tonight. And I think, I think you know, going back to Craig Council and the smile on the face that you were talking about, uh, Vinny Rotino and I were talking about this on on our post game TV show as well. You don't see Craig smile a lot. I mm-hmm. mean, that's that's just kind of the nature of the beast. For us. he's a serious guy, and and he's got a serious job, and and there's big goals out there. Uh, but he was beaming ear to ear tonight because he knows how special it is for a guy like Adrian Hauser, who you know has had uh, all of this ability wrapped up inside of him and has been pulled numerous times from games with an out to go before he even finishes the fifth inning. Just stuff like that to be able to to do this <clears throat> and then know that Maley's uh, right there uh, tonight. I think it was only his sixth or seventh start that he's made on the big league level with Milwaukee, too. So a big one here tonight. 855-616-1620. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. 
mostly good stuff today. We've spent the last 45, 40 minutes or so, 35 minutes, uh, talking about Adrian Hauser, but a little bit of bad news in that Willie Adamas has to come out of the game dealing with that quad once again. Uh, we'll discuss that and the implications of it. We'll do it next here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Falling. And the pitch to Luis Urias, line to left. He hit a rocket. And around third and going to score is Mealy. And in the second base is Urias. And he'll be tagged out by Tommy Edmond. Brewers get the win. Adrian Hauser throws a complete game. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. An update, by the way, this uh, courtesy of uh, Brewers Media Relations Director Mike Vassallo. The 1,011 consecutive games without a complete game shutout, the longest streak ever in Major League history. That's something. (laughs) That's a lot of games, my friends, a lot of games. But this is why... When you and I were talking about, you know, Hauser at one time flirting with a, a no-hitter, knowing he'd never get the opportunity to finish it out, this this kind of felt as close to that as you can get because he was so efficient um, and just the three hits allowed, all singles, no one was in scoring position, didn't walk anybody, um, w- was ahead in the count, you know, for 95% of this game. I mean, it, it it was fun to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, it, it absolutely was. The bad news is Willie Adamas exits the game. It's that quad issue uh, once again, Craig. And um, when it comes back on you like that, that's when maybe you get a little bit concerned about the severity of it. I would not be shocked if the Brewers go ahead and just put him on the injured list and let him sit down for 10 days. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, you have to play it smart because you look at where you are in the standings right now, and as long as you're going to be holding a 9 or a 10-game lead, um, you, you have to play it smart because he is going to mean everything to you um, closer to 100% um, as we get you know towards the end of September and then October playoff time, we're we're still not. I don't think anybody is is convinced that he is going to be a hundred percent. But um, his percentage right now isn't enough to play. So you know it's you know it's pretty low right now. And I and I I think there's a little bit of angst and concern um, about making sure they get control of this and not play it day to day. But I think we'll know a lot more by tomorrow. Yeah, I just. You built up your lead in the division so you could handle moments like these in a very, very conservative manner. Yeah, and, and here's the other thing. he's If he goes on the injured list, he is still going to be in the clubhouse, still going to be in the dugout, um, and still providing that, that energy that this team needs here right now. A lot of what he does successfully for this ball club, a lot of it, is is internal to be honest with you because he's such a great teammate he he's a very very good player don't get me wrong but um he he is he is not uh uh you know a five-star superstar fielder uh he's not a you know batting 350 for this team right now uh, most of the things that he is providing are really good solid numbers but the whole teammate side and the energy that mm. was clearly not there until he arrived, and the influence he's had from that perspective is uh, is what this team needs to keep getting from him. We were speculating earlier, going back to Adrian Hauser for one more moment before we break for the news here in a minute or so. Uh, we were speculating on when maybe the last time the Brewers had a nine-inning, 
a complete game under 100 pitches, a Maddox, we had a caller call up and say maybe CC Sabathia did it. No. Sabathia had three uh, complete games and the low uh, complete game shutouts, and the low was 103. I just looked at the shutouts. You know what? I didn't. I didn't look at the complete games where he um, where he gave up runs. But at least on the shutouts, maybe the low was a 103. This is hard research to do on the run here. Well, you're doing a heck of a job. I mean, I wouldn't even know where to begin on that thing. First of all, you have to open up the laptop. <laughs> I was thinking of CC too. Uh, yeah. You know, we made references on the TV and radio side. This was Ben Sheets like. Um, to me, I, I think of Ben Sheets as being a really high strikeout, oh. um, you know, type of pitcher. But but I I think of CC Sabathia from what we saw like out of Adrian Hauser here tonight. No, I'm right. He he didn't. He never did it. But think about it. He had he had three. Complete game shutouts three, yeah. during what a pretty small window of time. Three. I'm looking at okay. So his he was nine only here inning, half a year. Yeah, his not. He had a complete game shutout that year, July 23rd against St. Louis with 106 pitches. He had a complete game shutout on August 8th against Washington at 103 pitches. He had a complete game shutout against Pittsburgh on 117 pitches, uh, and those were uh, those were his three complete game shutouts with the Brewers. Yeah. So, but yeah. he did not – none of his complete, complete games or complete game shutouts, none of them were under 100 pitches. Well, that's tough to do. Research I mean, done. That, that's well done, my friend. And that's why they call it a Maddox, right? Yeah, that's the, it's one, tough to do. One guy kind of carries the load on that. Yeah. 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll hear the postgame comments. Manager Craig Council after the news. The news is in two minutes here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. And the 2-2 pitch lined off of Hauser. He scrambles, picks it up, throws to first in time to get Arenado. And Nolan Arenado throws his helmet off as he crosses first base. He hit that ball hard and right up off of Adrian Hauser. And Hauser stuck with it and made the play. So he figured it out. Big uh, kudos going to Evan at the station as we were all trying to uh, overthink it on who was the last Brewers pitcher to throw a Maddox, a complete game, in under 100 pitches. Have a number of texts. A lot of people are texting in on this. Uh, I've gotten some people uh, guessing uh, Mike Caldwell. Uh, Doug asked about the, uh, the Juan Nieves no-hitter, and I went and looked at that. Uh, on the baseball reference box score, they do not list the number of pitches that he threw. I'm sure that information is out there somewhere, but it is not uh, easily accessible. But again, we were overthinking this. Kyle Loesch, when he threw the last complete game shutout for the Brewers against the uh, Cubs back in June of 2014, Loesch needed only 93 pitches to get through that day. Nine innings, three hits, six strikeouts, no walks, 93 pitches. So there is the answer to the trivia question, the last Brewers pitcher to throw a Maddox, a complete game with less than 100 pitches. Manager Craig Council spoke with the media just a little while ago. No shocker here. He opened up his post-game comments talking about the performance of Adrian Hauser. I think he was nine for nine to start out the game uh, in first pitch strikes. And, um, 
yeah, he just he just kind of had it all working today. Is best way to describe it is, I thought the the sinker away, kind of the backdoor sinker was was a really effective pitch. Uh, he seemed to have that pitch whenever he wanted it. Um, and when you have a, a as good a sinker as Adrian does, that makes the plate just feel really wide when when they can um, kind of get him leaning out over the plate and still have to be aware of the the running that ball in on their hands. So it was a gem, no question about it. Craig, efficient too. Was there any point, I know you had Hater up at the very end, but was there any point where there was even thought of picking up the bullpen phone? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he was so efficient there really wasn't. I mean, there wasn't any, um, uh, there wasn't multiple base runners on in an inning. Um, there were the, the, the innings were, 10, 11, 14, you know, it just kept going the kind of the same way. He was in control of every count. Um, I'm not sure how many three ball counts he had. Didn't feel like many. So it was, um, yeah, there, there really wasn't. I mean, we, we, we got Josh up in the ninth just to make sure Josh was ready if something happened quickly. Um, but kudos to Adrian. He finished it off. Craig, one of the first things you learn when watching baseball is that the pitcher controls everything. And, you know, they scored 15 runs last night and tonight, zero. I mean, the, the pitcher just dictates what happens. And Hauser just totally dictated that game. It's a new night. You know, it's a new game. Um, you know, as that last night's game got out of hand, it's just kind of one you forget. But, um, you know, I thought, I think in games like that, the first innings, you know, after last night, the first inning is important, and um, good things happen in the first from from Adrian's perspective, and and we we put out we put up a good inning in the first on them, so um, that that turns the page pretty fast. Craig, did you think that the Cardinals like got more aggressive as the game went on in terms of like swinging on the first pitch strikes? I, I think that's how Adrian's doing. Uh, that when when you're pounding the strike zone, you know, when you go nine for nine and you know, no hitter wants to fall behind. And if he feels like they're, they're throwing balls and, you know, he's going to throw a ball in the zone and try to get a free strike. They swung very little at the first pitch last night. Uh, so it was kind of a contrast really. So I think that's by nature is going to happen. If a pitcher pounds the strike zone, you're going to get more aggressive hitters and hence you're going to have quicker at bats. Craig with Willie, is it the same thing? Is it that quad? Yeah. Yeah, he aggravated when he was trying to get out of the way with Goldschmidt there. Is he going to need to be down a little bit, or what, what are you thinking right now? Yeah, we'll kind of evaluate him tomorrow and and see what it looks like. Um, not haven't haven't made that evaluation yet. I'm give him give him overnight. Craig, another thing that I'm sure helped Adrian is um, you noted the first inning, but then a good second inning too. Four. four, four. That Kim's been hard on you guys too, hard on everybody. So you guys good at bats against him. Yeah, we did, we did a nice job. Um, you know, like I said, we got they made a really nice play in the first. Um, you know, they made some they made they played some good defense with their outfielders, made two great throws. Um, but I, I think you give a pitcher who's really locked in and lead like that, and it 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 makes it harder to get him out of that zone i think because he feels like he's got a little room um and so nothing nothing ever could happen where we could adrian would really kind of get out of that locked in place and i think that's what a lead does for a pitcher
612 games, Craig, without a complete game shutout. <laughs> the streak's over. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's hard to do. First of all, it's hard to do in the game. Um, you know, I mean, I think that's one. Um, you know, but credit to Adrian for getting it done. Maybe it's my fault. You can blame me too. But uh, I, I think uh, it's not easy to do. I know that. It's it's not. Manager Craig Council meeting with the media just a little while ago. What a game tonight for Adrian Hauser. A complete game shutout. Again, first complete game at all for the Brewers since Jimmy Nelson did against the Padres in 2017. And first complete game shutout for the Brewers since uh, Kyle Loesch did it uh, back in uh, September of 2014. So that is... uh, That is something to be sure. All right, uh, when we come back, we'll uh, relive all of it. We'll do that with the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. Brewers get the 4-0 win over the Cardinals. The starting pitching matchup today. Adrian Hauser going for the crew. Kwon Yun Kim getting the start for St. Louis. It would be a good start for the Brewers. Bottom of the first, the leadoff hitter, Luis Urias at the plate. Swing and a drive to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and way gone for Luis Urias. And the Brewers have the lead in the opening inning on his 19th long ball of the year. Brewers would get a couple more hits in the inning, but no more runs. one nothing going to the second. That's when they would uh, get going once again. Lorenzo Cain leads that inning off with a walk. That brings up Rowdy Telez. The pitch. Rowdy lines one to the gap in right center. Base hit. Sending Lorenzo Cain to third. The throw. Get down, Lorenzo. And that one bounces past Nolan Arenado and into the St. Louis dugout. It should send Lorenzo Kane home, and it will. And it made it a uh, 2-0 game. Not done yet. You got Telez at second for Luke Maley. Now the pitch by Kim. Hit to left and deep. In the corner. Should get off the wall. It will bounce over for a ground rule double. And Luke Maley just knocked it a run. After Adrian Hauser pops up, it or pops out, I should say, it brings up once again Luis Urias. And the pitch to Luis Urias, line to left. He hit a rocket and around third and going to score is Maley. And in the second base is Urias, and he'll be tagged out by Tommy Edmond. During that, or during that inning, I should say, Kwon Yun Kim was looked on, uh, looked at by the Cardinal Athletic Training Staff. He stayed in the game, so evidently uh, at that moment they felt like he was okay, but eventually they would take him out of the contest, and it would be uh, Jake Woodford who would come in, and he would get the final out, which was a strikeout of Christian Yelich. So the Brewers have a 4-0 lead going to the third, and Adrian Hauser was just rolling along in the third inning, strikes out Edmunda Sosa, then he gets uh, Harrison Bader to ground out, so brings up his counterpart in Jake Woodford. Here's the 0-2 to Woodford. Ground ball back up the middle, but right where Urias is played. And he throws to first, and it's a 1-2-3 inning for Adrian Hauser here in the top of the third. 
At that point, it was nine up, nine down in the fourth inning. He strikes out Tommy Edmond. He pops out Paul Goldschmidt, so 11 up, 11 down, and Tyler O'Neill at the plate. Hauser at just 53 pitches as he works here in the fourth. Here's the 0-2. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a sinker up and in. And Hauser with a couple of strikeouts here in the fourth inning and another 1-2-3 inning. Yeah, so the first 12 Cardinals hitters retired by Hauser. The no-hitter would come to an end, though, in the fifth inning. It's Nolan Arnato leading things off. Swing and a line drive, base hit by Arenado, and Yelich is there, and a leadoff base hit for the Cardinals' third baseman. He would still end up facing the minimum, though, in the fifth because after a Dylan Carlson pop-out, Yadier Molina grounds into a double play. Still 4-0, does not give up a hit in the sixth inning. He's uh, back out for the seventh inning. In the seventh, that's when Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh, replaces uh, Willie Adamas in the lineup. There was a, uh, It was a defensive switch from second to shortstop for uh, Urias and then JBJ was in the lineup as well. The main point there is they had to get uh, Adamas out of the game as in the prior inning running down the first baseline. Uh, he had uh, evidently kind of that quad issue that he's been dealing with, it, it snuck up on him once again. So uh, they got him out of there. We'll learn more about his status moving forward. Nonetheless, Adrian Hauser continuing to just absolutely roll. He gives up a base hit to uh, Tommy Edmond, but he gets Paul Goldschmidt to fly out and then Tyler O'Neill to ground out as well. And it brings up Nolan Arnato. And the 2-2 pitch lined off of Hauser. He scrambles, picks it up, throws to first in time to get Arenado. And Nolan Arenado throws his helmet off as he crosses first base. He hit that ball hard and right off of, off of Adrian Hauser. And Hauser stuck with it and made the play. Seven scoreless innings for Hauser at that point in the eighth. Strikes out Dylan Carlson, gets Yadier Molina to fly out, and it brings up Edmundo Sosa. One and two, Adrian Hauser in his eighth inning of work tonight. Kicks, deals, bullseye, struck him out looking. And the inning is over, wow. What an outing for Adrian Hauser. And it's not over, he comes back out for the ninth inning looking for the complete game and looking for the shutout. First batter he faces off against in the ninth, Harrison Bader. Hauser with his 92nd pitch, swinging a drive into left center field. It looks like it is going to be caught by Christian Yelich. And that's one away. Matt Carpenter then comes up as a pinch hitter. Targeted by Maley in the pitch. Hit in the air to center. This one is going to be playable and caught by Lorenzo Cain. There are two down. Hauser still not at 100 pitches. His 99th pitch of the day is a base hit from Tommy Edmond as Josh Hader continues to warm in the bullpen for the Brewers. And then pitch number 100 to Paul Goldschmidt. Goldschmidt winning the pitch. Lining one into right center field. Jackie Bradley Jr. is there. And this one is over. Brewers get the win 4-0 over the Cardinals. Adrian Hauser, the complete game shutout with the win. Brewers go to 83-54. Cardinals drop to 69-65. Winning totals for the crew. Four runs, nine hits, no errors. They leave two. 
for the Cardinals. No runs, three hits, one air. They also leave two. Winning pitcher, yeah, a Hauser gets it. He's eight and six. The loss goes to Kim. He is six and seven. Luis Urias, a home run, is 19th of the year. The game lasting just two hours and 26 minutes. Played in front of a good crowd of 33,000. 439 folks. We'll preview the finale, the rubber game of the match. We'll do that and get out of here. We'll do that next here. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Starting to wrap up this edition of Brewers Extra Innings after a 4-0 win for the crew. One last text message to get to before we call it a night from the 414. What a great night for Hauser. 25 of 30 batters he faced. He had a first pitch strike. That doesn't allow hitters to be patient at the plate and take pitches to get deep into the count. This should give him a boost to his confidence going on in the playoffs. Goes on to say one last thing. It gets a little tiring to have fans coming unglued every time the Brewers lose a game. They're not going to win every game. They are, however, on pace to set a franchise record for wins in a single season. The Cardinals are loaded with exceptional professional hitters, and they're in the wild card hunt. They're not going to lay down like the Cubs have. The Brewers are sitting in a good spot with the number two seed in the National League playoffs. They get the three seed, the Braves at home in the divisional round, while at the same time they avoid the Giants and the Dodgers in the first round. Then if the wild card wins that series, the Brewers are home again for the NLCS. The stars are lining up for them. Good message. As far as uh, scores from around baseball, this is what uh, things look like tonight. First off, in the division, Cubs are actually winning some games here recently. They beat the Pirates by a 7-6 score. Reds get an important win tonight as they knock off the Tigers 7-4. Some of the other games uh, that impact the wild card race, Rockies beat the Braves 7-6. That impacts the National League East race more than anything, but you get the idea. Right now, Padres are beating the Astros 8-2. They just put up a four spot uh, in the 7th inning. Dodgers are leading the Giants 4-1. Phillies lose to the Marlins today by a 3-2 score. So as we take a look at the standings right now in the National League and the NL Central, Brewers lead over the Reds sitting at 10 games. In the National League East, the Braves lead over the Phillies at 2.5. And And in the National League West, the Giants lead the Dodgers by a game. But if the Dodgers go on to win this game, as it looks like they will, uh, that division will once again be tied. And we also continue to keep our eyes on the wildcard race, which uh, to me... He's the most entertaining so far. Reds lead the Padres by a game. Padres would be within a half game if they win tonight, which it looks like they will. Cardinals two and a half back. Phillies are three games back, and that's uh, that's where things sit right now in the wild card race. Cardinals still right there in it. Absolutely right there in it, but the Brewers will have an opportunity to essentially knock the Cardinals out because even after tonight, they still have another eight games against St. Louis before uh, all is said and done. Rubber game of the match coming up tomorrow here at American Family Field. In the uh, pitching matchup, it'll be Corbin Burns on the mound for the crew. Burns comes into tomorrow's game looking for double-digit wins. He is 9-4, the solid 2.27 ERA. It's going to be a left-hander on the mound and John Lester. By the way, we didn't talk about that because of everything else going on. The Brewers had success against a left-handed starter today. Let's just say that real quick. Uh, we'll see if they can have success against a left-hander two days in a row. And Lester, give him a ton of credit. He has been pitching well for the Cardinals here uh, recently. Lester comes in overall 5-6 and six with a 5.05 ERA. 110 first pitch, 12.35 for network coverage. I've got you at 12 o'clock for Brewers warm-up and then after the game for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.